Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. And I hope that you have your blue zip-up sweater on. It's blue sweater day. Is this... <laughs> I don't know how we did this. I, I guess great minds think alike. That's well, what it's got to be. Well, my mom used to, when someone would say that, my mom used to say, well, and so do ours. <laughs> that's, that's actually... She was always really good for humility. Thank you, mom, for bringing that around. That's that's true. Well, it's cold today. Oh, it's yeah. I don't know what day this is going to go out, but boy, this is a cold day. It's like minus 11 on the wind chill and everything. I know. It didn't take long to get cold And today. there's some snow involved, too. So. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, it's, still, it's still flurrying just a little bit. So, yeah. well, so I... Here's what I'd like to talk about because yeah. I was talking with a group last night mm-hmm. that really was hope very hopeful for a charter school breakthrough. Oh yes, okay? right. And uh, this group has, I think, about 140. Well, this is what I was told: 144 students have pre-signed the line that said, "Hey, we can, we will do this." Right. Uh, some 40 teachers are knocking on the door and say, "Hey, pick me." Mm-hmm. Okay, and you don't need 40 teachers for this. this right. Is, I mean, uh, what, a K through seven and one class in each? You don't need, right. I don't know how many, 10 teachers or something. Right. But there's a bunch of teachers that would like to participate. Mm-hmm. And basically, they, my understanding, it just completely got shot down. That just breaks my heart. Well, mm. the, and the reason is, that, and I'm taking data from you, but you, you've told me that that Wyoming has the least choice for school in any state in the union. That's right. Any state where we can. So there's like 45 states that have been studied very thoroughly and we're dead last in the nation on, on that choice on choice school options. options. And so, and really that's what we have to, we have to point out that all we're asking for is for parents to have more than one option for their children. But most of them, 95.1% are locked into the public education system without an alternative Mm. uh, that they can pursue. And that is a tragedy. And so when I heard about this, part of the issue is that, uh, and this has been pointed out for a long time. So there are six, according to some, five, according to others, because uh, two charter schools are actually part of the same organization. Oh. In the entire state of Wyoming, five charter schools in the entire state of, the, of Wyoming. Okay. Dead last in the nation on that front, too. And it's not just because of, of, of our low population. There are other places that are similar uh, are just slightly larger that have much better laws and more people getting involved. But right now, the way it goes is you have to approach the school board and ask for permission to start a charter school. So the chicken has to go to the fox to ask, hey, can I live? Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what my understanding is. Mm-hmm. I, I think this this person that was organizing this, I think it's a, it's a person in town that's organizing this charter school, I thought they went to the what they call the head shed. It would be like Crespo. It'd be like uh, Dr. Crespo. It'd be uh, Jim um, Fraley. Fraley and Eric Jackson, mm-hmm. maybe some others, but those seem to be that the people in the, in the know as far as this kind of thing. And I was told that they went there. Do they have to go through that group first to get to the school board or is it the other way around? Well, I would imagine that's probably the first step. Okay. Before you go well, to the full. So sport, full my board. understanding, this is where I'm. I'm just kind of relaying information. Okay. Uh, I know, I know they're really disappointed. I think they had, you know, all these people signed up. They had all this momentum, mm-hmm. all these ideas, and it's like, man, this is going to be a win, 
win for the parents, win for the kids, win for the district, because this is going to bring in uh, kids and revenue back to the school that maybe they're homeschooling now. That right. There were some of those arguments. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're, I can't validate any of that, but that's some of the argument. And, and basically it was like, it was shot down mm. and really just dis- really discouraging. And so I don't know, um, you know, I've, I'm frustrated for them cause I want options. I want, uh, you know, whether it's charter school options or a Christian school. I mean, no right. one's going to haven't stopped us from having our Christian school, but the, um, um, you know, we can only go up through what fourth grade right now. And then right. maybe, maybe sixth grade next, you know, next few years, but still, um, that I'm disappointed. Right. And so what, do you have anything to say for, oh. I mean, is there any hope for charter schools? If they're yes. not going to get through the even step one, if this is in fact true, right. If they couldn't even get through step one, how, how can they even get to the school board, which is step two right. and then get implementation? Well, that, that very issue right there has uh, come to the attention of many of us in the state of Wyoming who are fighting for uh, education options for, for families. Yeah. And so when we talk about that, that's the reason why. So right now I'm actually helping to lead a program, bringing a charter school to, uh, to Cheyenne. Right. And uh, part of the thing that became apparent last year, and we actually passed legislation at the state level, uh, was there's only one authorizing option right now, and that is to go to your local school board. And of course, any sort of competition that comes against a school board, they're going to shut down if they can. That's always the power of the government. And so when people have that governmental power to shut down any options, and they'll say, oh, no, no, you have options. You can homeschool. You can have a Christian school. But they know full well that... Not that, everybody can do that. Right. Financially, yeah. it's yeah. a difficult That's for sure. process. Yeah. So what we were able to do is pass legislation that allows for a second authorizer. In this case, it's a statewide authorizer. So that this is not the first time that charter schools have been shut down in a community like this. It has happened a number of times before. And, and we call this, there's a perverse incentive for them to, to shut them down. Obviously, they don't want that competition. There's a financial motive. Okay. They get a certain amount of money per student. Okay, the, the, help me out with this, because I, my understanding is that charter schools still goes through the district. They, that money still follows that student. So how, why is it a money issue? Well, actually, no, it does kind of get separated out from the school district at that point. Oh. So it goes through, there's a funding mechanism that's set up now where they can go through the, this, the district, but it, it, they don't get as much per student. Ah. And that's a major issue for I some of them. I see that. Yeah. So they say yeah. um, we don't want any kind of. But just like, is there a, an issue? Do you think with just the competition? I mean, if if you can control, I've always I've I've known this. I've coached. I've I haven't really been a teacher, but I've done a lot of coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, did it you know, high school. I've coached on the high school level a lot, and uh, junior high level some. But if you don't have any discipline on your team, you know, right. you're not going to have a team. Right. You're, you're going to lose. And, and schools are the same way. Now, mm-hmm. one thing that I, I was a part of a, a meeting with a, a, a charter school, this one that I'm talking about, and uh, and listened in. And one of the things that was a value that you, they could do is not only could they select the curriculum, mm-hmm. which is a big, big deal, as we've big, talked about here. Right. And they have some, some controls over the curriculum, but they also have some controls or more controls, if you want to call it that, over disciplinary issues. And they right. have – and so – I just think those two things, if you had those two things, uh, control of your own curriculum and so parents could have some input right. in that, and then control over the disciplinary issues and not have to 
I don't, I don't know the hoops really what teachers have to deal with, but I know it's an issue. Right. You, you can't control the classroom in a way that's effective or can't call on parents to come and take care of a situation right. in some of those situations. Okay. So I can see there's some strong advantages, but I, I don't see, even if you say it's a financial thing, I still don't see why they would shut it down and say, Nope, we don't want this because this is helping kids, and it's all about the kids, right? That's what it's they supposed to be that. about. It's all about the but kids. But we're watching nationally as teachers' unions um, are more concerned about the teachers' union than they are about kids. And so we get into this, this struggle back and forth about, and, and I'll be honest, there's a point where we watch this so long. I think so many people in America are fed up. Yeah. We've already watched this in Virginia as they have essentially overturned the entire political structure because of the way schools are viewing themselves and children. And I think that many people, especially since COVID started, have become more aware of just how far the education establishment has gone and how they've tilted everything in their favor. Yeah. And so I don't think, I think the decision that they're making right now regarding charter schools in our local community, I think it's just going to awaken more and more people to the fact that people involved in the education establishment are not necessarily making decisions that are in the best interest of students and families. Well, or even in the, you know, not only in the best interest, but it's not even, not even listening to the constituents in my opinion, yes, my, because there's a whole bunch of parents that are, that are lining up to say, please just, just one charter school. Yes. Okay. Let's, let's talk about numbers of charter schools real quick. So, there, you said there's five in the state right now. Five. Okay, under this new board that's been assembled from the legislature, mm -hmm. and, and tell me, when does that board go into effect and get its, I guess, its jurisdiction, its power, whatever? Right, right. When does it go into effect? And then how many schools, charter schools, can they, uh, you know, agree to or whatever? Right. Well, so the legislation basically enacts the, uh, the uh, opportunity for all of that to happen on July 1 of this year, 2022. Okay, July 1. All right. And then what it allows for is only three schools. So really, it's it's a, almost like a pilot program. A per test program. county, per state? No, no, for the entire state of Wyoming. the entire state. Three, only three charter right. schools. And that's oh, because, wow. and by the way, there were some really good, there were some really good legislators who were fighting really hard to make sure that we would get that. What, what we found in the House Education Committee is that there are a lot of people that have been in the past part of the education industrial establishment who have gotten onto that committee. And when you get there, what you find is that the teachers union and the Wyoming School Boards Association and other groups, essentially they march in lockstep. Okay. And so instead of having, so normally a school boards association would be kind of wary about um, a teachers union because obviously the teachers unions are in conflict. But what we have in this education industrial establishment is that because of finances and because Wyoming is one of the most heavily financed school programs in the United States of America, wow. that because of money, they begin to make decisions and they're like, no, we don't want any sort of opposition or uh, not opposition. It's not even opposition. It's competition. Competition. Right. Really. But here's what we found in Arizona. So there was a, they, they see the, the charter school as competition, even though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's because that's, there's a long, uh, 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 statement that's been made by teachers unions that basically it harms public education. But there is a pro study done in Arizona about four or five years ago that came out out of 49 different school districts where a charter school started, 
the entire district standards went up, all but one. The entire school district's standards went up. Yeah. In that one, it just remained statistically flat. But the reason for that, it was in a very impoverished uh, locale. Okay. And so even just remaining flat and trying to help just a little bit, it, it, number one, it didn't harm in an all but one, 39 different, no, yeah, uh, 48 out of 49 different occasions, all the statistics, the statistics went up. Wow. And so when you look at that, it kind of gives a lie to the idea that, oh, increase more charter schools, it's going to hurt the public school, not not so based true. upon evidence. Interesting. Well, I know I know there's a lot of interest. Now, there's help me understand, I don't I've always heard people talk about a teachers union. Mm -hmm. Um the teachers that I talk to are all would be all on board with school options and would want right. to be a part of something like this. Right. That's the ones I can converse with. Who is the teachers union that would not want this? I mean, and what's the, is it a financial motive and also the school board? Why the school board? That's not a paid position. It's not. So where I, you said follow the money, but it just, I don't get it. Well, I I'll, I'll try to walk through this. Yeah. The Wyoming education association is the largest teachers union, the largest union, I think of any sort in the state of Wyoming. Okay. Now, interestingly, last I heard, it was only 48 or 49% of teachers in Wyoming actually were part of the Wyoming Education Association. Wow. But for many years, they will use hyperbole to talk about education. I'll never forget where about five years ago, I, I was in the legislature, and we made a decision. We had actually given them a raise the year before. But Wyoming went into a really bad slump the following year. And so what we chose to do is actually cut the escalator. So we had given them a raise and then we realized, oh no, we can't give them all of that. We cut half of that raise back out. Okay. So we didn't actually harm the teacher. We just barely touched it. The very next cover on the Wyoming Education Association's bullet, um, um, magazine that goes out said, education funding up in flames. And it basically gave the impression that we're starving our children, that they're not going to get an education because we made a cut to an escalator. Okay. And what they've done over and over again is they wind up using our children to push a radical motive. And it breaks my heart because the Wyoming Education Association, when, if you're a legislator, you'll get their little bulletin or their, their questionnaire asking because they want to give you an endorsement. And when you start looking through it, anything to do with school options or anything like that, they'll, they basically will, will knock shut you down. down. Yeah. Down. Well, and that's what happened. I think it was a year ago. We got shot down in committee. This whole idea of mm -hmm. having the funds follow the student, whether right. it's homeschool, Christian school, private school, public school, whatever. Right. Um, and uh, that, you know, I mean, it didn't right. even have a chance. Like it didn't get out of the committee. I was so discouraged oh. by that. It's like, man, we got so far to go. I don't, you have a lot more hope than I do. It's like, wow, this is long well, way. Yeah, it, it's a it's it's a conversation worth having. Let's just go backwards in history, just a touch. Can okay, I go through sure. history? So back in the early 1900s, there was a guy named Horace Mann who had ideas about education. But really, Horace Mann, it wasn't necessarily too bad about him. But he did want to unify it and place it more under the federal jurisdiction than state by state. Okay, that was followed up by a guy named Thomas Dewey. Now, Thomas Dewey is a different duck altogether. 
Thomas Dewey is a man who not only helped found the National Education Association, he also was one of the co-signers of the Humanist Manifesto. Oh, wow. His whole idea was to try to pull children out of what he felt were places where they're learning their own little things, like churches and families and all that, and set that aside so that they have this unified vision of what America is supposed to be. Now, the unified vision is Thomas Dewey's unified vision. Yeah. which was anti-God, it actually was anti-family, and was uh, heavily influenced by the writings of Marx and others. Wow. And so when you look at how this union of bad ideas got involved in education, that's where it started. Now, it took years for that to happen. It wasn't until Jimmy Carter's presidency that the national, uh, that, that the Department of Education, the National Department of Education opened up. That's how recent it was. It was very small. And then through Ronald Reagan, uh, William J. Bennett was our Department of Education lead, and he was a very good man, kept it small, tried to keep it focused. But that was actually a tragedy. What Reagan would have been better off doing is just shutting down the National Department of Education. Hmm. Unfortunately, under Bill Clinton, um, what happened is they began that whole process of trying to unify education and give national... Uh, throw national money at state issues. Okay. Then, sadly, under George Bush, we had a whole system of new standards that they were pushing. It was uh, no child left behind. Yeah, I remember that. That's what sure. it's called. Yeah. Well, that, that actually really moved under a Republican president. That moved the national pressure on state education even further. Mm. And then under Barack Obama, and then all the way up until now, we have seen government reach further and further and further in, and they have been welcomed by open arms, by and large, by many within the educational industrial establishment because of the money. Lots and of so, money they can yeah. funnel into the, to the local school, not school boards, but the local school system. Yeah, that's right. And so when we look at how all of this has, has come up, parents are now becoming very aware of how much power they have given over to an outside governmental organization over their children. Yeah. And that there are good people. It has to be said, there are good teachers. Oh, man. Wonderful teachers. Well, there yeah. are good school administrators. For sure. No question. At the same time, the very structure of the system, no matter how good you are, the structure of the system begins to pull away from the opportunity to really reach in and help children. Instead, what happens is, national ideas that get taken over by others, you know, woke agendas and other things begin to infiltrate and they have no opposition there. That's, that's the heart. I think the thing that I'm, I question, I, w I wish I could answer this and, uh, but what's going on. I can understand follow the money. I'm not going to, what I'm saying, I agree or disagree. I'm just saying, okay, I, I get that. It's, this is how they're thinking about it. They're giving uh, raises to teachers and this is how we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I also think, though, there's a whole bunch of this ideology yeah. of that I would say there are, I don't know, administrators with good values, Christian values, or at least that's my 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 hope and th thought is they have these Christian values, and yet there's such of a such a, a woke, if you want to call it agenda, right. a uh, an agenda with a whole thing with the sexuality, and it's like, or even some of the religious stuff. You know, I I. We talked about a couple of the books that are being taught, and it's like, why would why is that being taught in our school system? And 
it's like, I don't want to think that there's an agenda, but it's like, I don't understand. I just want to know why, why I, I, that drives me crazy. Well, and I don't think we can ever, we'll ever know. Right. right. There are so many layers to it, but people have been talking about for 30 or 40 years. Matter of fact, the very first time something hit the national stage, it won a, um, it became one of the national bestsellers in 1953, was a book entitled God and Man at Yale. And what they were talking about is the long infiltration of our training institutions, our colleges and universities. Yeah. So when you get to teaching schools, and this really picked up in the 1970s. My dad was a public school administrator in his 20s. He was so frustrated by what he saw in the system. He's a very conservative, very Christian man. Mm -hmm. He said, you know what, right now it feels like the very structure is set up to harm children. Mm -hmm. He actually stepped out, went off to seminary, and became a pastor. Oh, wow. And so we, wow. I look at all of this. And, and he said, in the late 1960s, early 1970s, they started passing, passing national standards for teachers. Okay. And by so doing, they then forced teachers into training programs where they could get educated at the national level, walk away with a credential. But those are the programs at the national level that the radical left began to infiltrate. Yeah. Till about five or six years ago, there was a program that was put together. Forget where I saw it. It was about Evergreen State University in, I think it's Olympia, Washington. And it showed what we saw in 2020 with all of the rioting and everything. It showed exactly that, but it was happening about six years before that at a college in Washington State. Okay. Yeah. So what we're seeing now is something that's been developing for years. Well, yeah, for I decades. agree. I agree with that. Yeah. And no so question about I think that. the the average person is just now beginning to realize, oh no, something's really bad, but it's been happening for a long time. Well, I, so I guess my final final thought and comment on this, in my frustration with it all, is that I really, really want to trust our leadership. You know, even in our own school district here, mm -hmm. and. But I'm just like, it's not, it doesn't seem like a financial thing because they answered that question. The, the, I think the charter school came and said, listen, we're going to actually add to the coffers. Okay. Right? Because there, there are homeschool kids that you don't get financing from, from that are signing up here. Right. This is actually going to, there's going to be more revenue coming in. So it made me start questioning. It's like, well, okay, so it's not possibly not a financial thing. Mm. Then if you go to ideology and it's like, well, these people have all said, yeah, we're, we're church and Christian people and all this. And, and, and to see what's being taught and promoted and supported on a level that's like, wow, that is, I don't know what worldview that is, but that's right. not a biblical worldview for children, right? For this age of children. That's right. And, and so I think parent parents are waking up. Okay. So I, uh, what do you, what could be done? Can right. we can we move? You know, there's right. a lot of people that are interested in this. Right. Do we just say kick the dirt and just walk away? What do you What do you do? Well, what we've started, um, a group of us have started, is a is a charter school program that will get off in 2023. Okay. That will get up and running. I'm sorry, it should be phrased that way. Up and running in 2023. We're partnering with a college out of uh, Michigan called Hillsdale College. Oh wow. They That's have awesome. a phenomenal program yeah, called the 1776 sure. Curriculum yeah. that walks through, in a classic sense, Western civilization and American history. It doesn't hold anything back from the student, but it also doesn't try to tilt the student into a woke ideology. Yeah. And what we're doing is we're going through the second authorizer, the State Loan and Investment Board. 
We refuse to go to the fox to ask if we can keep our life. Yeah. What we're going to do is go to a, a more neutral um, group that really doesn't, um, you know, they're less uh, held in check by the education industrial establishment. And I think by doing that, we may actually break the stranglehold mm. that the education industrial establishment has. And I keep using, by the way, that phrase on purpose. I'm borrowing. So years ago, Dwight Eisenhower, when he was president, right before he left office, talked about a military industrial uh, complex or military industrial establishment. And he was saying that we, there are people that have an incentive because of finances to constantly keep us in a state of war. Yeah, right. The same thing's happening in education. Yeah. Because of finances, they constantly want to keep us where the only thing we can go do is put our kids into the monopoly they've established. The By the town. way, we should say that over and over. The monopoly. Yeah. It's a monopoly. Yeah, an educational true. monopoly. Yeah. I probably have said it enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think, do you feel better just I saying, feel say that? I feel better every time I say it. As you can tell, I'm passionate yes, about oh this. My you know. Well, and, and I am too. You know, the, the fact that the popularity of, our, of the Christian school here at Shine Hills, I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed with it. That's wonderful. Because that's, you know, it's not, it's not free for sure. Right. You know, people are having right. to pay to the, and the church, you know, so provides this space and it's, you know, but anyway, uh, I'm I'm passionate about it too. I would really like to see, you know, major ch breakthroughs and changes. Yes. And I still, I guess, I'm holding out hope, Nathan. I I still believe that th those people that are there's some people that are in power that I just think these are these are good people. And I just right. think somehow, maybe, and I don't know. I just keep keep hoping upon hope that some of these people can see there's some advantage to giving school choice and get our kids. It's about the children. That's right. They've always said it's about the children. Right. And it's like, if it's about the children, then, then finances, ideology, whatever, that should be secondary. They should be placed before us. Right. Children's needs should be placed before adult desires. And I agree. And we that. should never be using them as chips to try to further our own salaries. Yeah. It should be about trying to train up the next generation yeah. uh, of American citizens and do it to the best of our ability. Yeah. And, and no, that's what we're fighting for. Yeah. No monopoly. That's right. I just feel like oh. I need to end with that. It is cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to land this plane. And thank you so much for joining us. I hope, I don't know if you call this enjoyment, but it's like, I hope you're informed. Yes. And and we need to take some action. And there's there's some changes that need to be made. And uh, I think to be informed is the first first step. Thank you, Nathan, for helping so much. Uh, you've sure in, in, enlightened me in a lot of these issues. So... In the meantime, as you go about your day, be strong and very courageous. God bless you all.